Okay, so our tribe talks, I got three minutes, two minutes, and 55 seconds, and we've been looking at, in our study, uh, Discipleship Journey, the reality of sin in our world. You know, the thing that we like to pretend doesn't exist, the word that our world doesn't like to even talk about. And I just want to really briefly take a look back at the garden in the world's shortest three-minute sermon, okay? Um, I don't know if you're like me, growing up with friends, everybody had this sense, or they wanted to believe that people are inherently good, Right? We see this in our world. Everybody wants to believe that people are good. However, when we look at our world, we see just like incontrovertible evidence to the contrary. We see that, like, left to our own devices, human beings don't just create a, a never ending fountain of goodness, do we? So um, the Bible teaches us something a little different, and it's an important difference. The Bible teaches that you and I are made in God's image. We were made as the kind of crown jewel of creation on that final day of creation where God said, you know what, this, everything's good, it's good, it's good. When he created us, this is very good. This is very good. Your creator speaks over your life. Very good. And that is why, you know, we were made to be very good. We have that sense that we should be, we could be, maybe somehow we can get back to being very good and experiencing that rest and peace and joyfulness in life that God made us to experience. That's what the garden teaches us, is that we were made to be very good, but that every single one of us faces and falls to the same things that they faced and fell to in the garden as well, temptation and sin. In Genesis 3, the serpent asks a question of Eve. See how I'm doing? Oh, man. Okay, we got to move. And he says this. Did God really say, and he asks the dumbest question in the entire Bible. Did God really say you can't eat from any tree in the garden? Catch that. Did God say you can't eat from any tree? Well, where else are you going to get food? Like, that's a stupid question. How many times do we fall into temptation and sin when we engage stupid arguments? Hmm? Think about it. I think that she began to fall, that humanity began to fall when she chose to engage in a stupid, baseless argument. And how many of you guys know the enemy is still active in your life and mine trying to raise up stupid arguments for us to engage? Let's be careful about how we get into that because he wants to erode in our lives. Think about what that question does. He's trying to erode her perception of God's goodness and provision for her. That's still the way the enemy does that, trying to drive a wedge between you and I and our creator. And he says to her, you can be like God. You can be like God, stoking the pride of humanity. The backdrop of the entire story of the Bible in Genesis 1 through 11 is a story of God's supremacy, his power, his provision, and his rightful place as creator, and the constant push of the human spirit in our enemy to say, no, I can do it better. I can be God. 